Unveiled with Neva Nessa, a Go Loud original podcast. So for episode 12, we were joined by Siobhan O'Hagan, who is probably one of Ireland's OG fitness influencers. So she has a wealth of knowledge in the area of, I suppose, fitness, but also it's kind of evolved into like a positive mindset as well. So we bled her dry, really. We covered everything. We chatted to her about body image, her own body image, how her values have changed. I don't know if anybody who follows Siobhan will will know that she was kind of Ireland's poster child for not living, I suppose, the normal Monday to Friday settling down having a family sort of life like she was very much vocal that she didn't want to have kids and now that has changed and we also touched on trolling and we put her in the hot seat with um, a couple of quick fire rounds as well so hope you enjoy we are very very excited we have our second guest of the unveiled podcast we're buzzing and I'm so happy to be sitting across from Siobhan O'Hagan hello I actually couldn't believe you asked me I was like what yeah Oh, you're always on our list. Delighted. And you've texted me like, any chance. I'm like trying to play it cool. Been like, oh, I'll see if I'm available. Like, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. Siobhan, I was like your OG fangirl. Like from like day one, I followed you through all your fitness journeys. Like, I'm a full fangirl. Like I'm delighted Sorry, you're on. So this. am I. <laughs> <laughs> so we're honoured to have you yeah. here. Well, I just loved you because I remember just being like real dedicated to the fitness journey. And I remember you buying your stuff in Kerrigan's about your turkey oh, burgers. Yeah, yeah. OG. The OG the and then package or something. Yeah. <laughs> there was, yeah, there was an O fitness burger. Oh, that's it, yeah. yeah. And even before that, when we went to like uh, Body First, which is like a supplement kind of um store, and like what was it, the PB2, like the peanut butter powder? <laughs> yeah. I used to put it on my porridge. Like I was followed your stuff like that's back when you used to like put up pictures of porridge you know yeah. like when before it was stories and you'd be yeah. like hashtag, the grid. hashtag meal one yeah. <laughs> hashtag if it fits your macros <laughs> oh put it in my fitness pal um, but yeah and oh my god and like all these years later we've always stayed in touch you've always been so lovely but I just always loved you on Instagram because you were always just you you were always so truthful so honest um, there was just no fakeness with you and even when I met you you were like this still the same person that if not even nicer in person because obviously you get to see more of your fun loving self um, I remember when we first connected properly though I think what you said was in Zico with Sinead yeah, like we that, properly had the chats that yeah, night was it yeah I remember I, I'm guessing I'm always, I always remember what part of my life was depending on what apartment I was staying in because <laughs> I moved around so much last year so I think it was 2019 we had a proper night out or yeah. like, not even night out I think we just met you and we ended up sitting chatting the whole night for hours yeah. you had to, like the lights were on we're like girls you just have to leave I was like really because you have to stay <laughs> Yeah. But um, it's so nice seeing you just on this gorgeous journey. Obviously, I've followed you from day one. So whether you were living in, like when you're living in London, Portugal, Bali, I've oh, been following oh, it all. And so is Nessa. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, the journey has obviously been weird or it's changed so much. You know, like yeah. that person who was posting pictures of their porridge and then... I don't know, it's been up and down and around since then. So thank you for sticking around. For people who don't know you, like how would you, if you were to give, I suppose, a whistle stop tour of say 2017 to now? Whoa. Who would you be? You know, because I feel like a big thing that we're going to get into now, obviously because we are fangirls and we know loads about you, is like how your values have changed and all that sort of stuff. But what would what would say Siobhan starting out say 2018, 2017, what was she like versus now? Yeah, like I think the whole time it's always been, like I've always 
stuck to what I've been doing or what I know best at the time. You know, mm. like I've learned a lot over the years and that's what's made me change and maybe change my messaging. You know, like I used to be all about, like when I started it, I was like 25 and I just wanted to be sexy. So it's like, yeah. lads, I figured it out. You just have to lift weights and like count your macros. It's easy. Like <laughs> just don't do cardio. Like I used to be like, why are people running? You know, I just, I, I figured out how to look lean. And then I suppose over the years, I've copped on a bit and learned that health is also a big priority. Um, and But everything I've learned, it's always been, it's always just been me trying to help other people. Like that's yeah. my whole thing. It's like I want people making informed decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think I never knew there you could live this life, which was maybe you know, living a bit, I used to say living differently from what I always knew was the only way to go, which is, you know, get a job, get a house, get a mortgage or settle down. Yeah. Because um, I never really saw anyone else doing that. So mm. I, I kind of just was really passionate about sharing that journey. Yeah. And that's changed as well. You know, like I've obviously settled down a bit now. Um, yeah. But I've also had a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, but me as a person, I think I've always just been doing my best and kind of yeah. stuck to being authentic or you know I wouldn't say I'm being authentic but I'm oh no you are really authentic but yeah like I know that I've changed and you know people have come and gone obviously on that journey you know people who followed me because they wanted to just be lean uh, you know like they might have lost those followers but I've gained I've I've just put some people who've stuck around which is amazing um but also like people have followed me at different parts of my journey and Mm -hmm. I just think I will always keep changing and you know you'll lose people and people will come um so just gonna try keep sticking to that (laughs) So, yeah, well, I totally agree with you on all of that. And it's been great to watch you. Um, so I suppose like over the years, I remember you, what was one of your first business that you opened up was? Oh God, well, was, I, I mean, I, I remember it was like the online community. I joined up and everything. Did you? Oh, yeah, of course hard. I did. Sometimes I look back at some of the old programs <laughs> yeah. I put up and I'm like, oh my God, why didn't anyone sue me or something like it was. Oh. <laughs> 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 I feel the exact same way about <laughs> I did get sued. <laughs> I can't that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but sorry, but with all you've had really yeah, successful had, businesses, a couple of programs and stuff online. Like even you know, I I started personal training. Like yeah. I originally studied maths in college and all that, and you know, had the proper job. You're really smart, I have to say. Like you're really and you no, can. No, I just studied hard in school, then kind of scraped through my degree because. I discovered alcohol yeah. and like, uh, but you know, like scraped through my degree. Had to, you know, was working in mm. corporate and then was like, this can't be it. Um, but then, yeah, so I started doing personal training mm-hmm. just with the idea of doing something different or being my own boss. And yeah. that was going really well. But I still had the, and like, that was, I, no one was doing online coaching. Like, it was not a thing that I'd even really so considered. Right. I had seen, I, I actually saw like an ad on Facebook for this online coaching course to be an online coach. And it was, literally I had no idea how much you charge for it like nobody was doing it so I, I kind of was like that would fit into this idea I had this idea of living on a beach you know yeah. like someone said you know when you're closing your close your eyes and figure out your values I, I had ma- imagined the the hammock with the laptop and oh my god you fully manifested that yeah well that's really, it. Like, what you kind of went after yeah, yeah. like it, you worked it kinda, hard it, it's setting it was setting unrealistic goals and actually and, and it, but a lot of it was making sacrifices to do that so like okay. it meant cutting back a lot of the personal training mm. to have more free time and even eventually then leaving the gym to go fully online which mm. meant obviously dropping a lot of money at the time yeah, but it, I was so clear on like the value I was making this, this decision. Yeah, the so um, 
yeah, I started doing online coaching and it kind of developed a couple of programs. Like the first one was the OH, because there was OH Fitness. That yeah, was my, my that name one. on everything. Yeah. Um, so there's O Fitness Factory, I think was the first one. Yeah, mm. oh, I think workout. I joined that. Yeah, that no, was good. Oh my God, yeah. it was terrible. <laughs> no, well, I thought it was at the time. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, looking back now, like, you know, I had... Um, well, the fitness bit, industry, we were just chatting about this earlier, has evolved so much even yeah. since then. Like even we were talking about our technique and how we used to do squats. And I even remember <laughs> my trainer, Sean, at the time, used to be so particular about people. And he was the one that said that you were always really good at, like, technique. You mustn't have seen the first video I put up of me doing a 100 kilo <laughs> squat. Like, I, it came up on Time Hop or something recently. And I... A time Hop. Um, shook that I put it on the internet like half rep 100 kilo on my back and it's it's the fact that I'm like 100 kilos yeah. and you know like with a half rep it's like who are you trying to impress and like I said first my first bit of criticism yeah. the first bit of trolling when it wasn't trolls they were right yeah. um, <laughs> it was you know terrible but I, like I needed that to learn and I've always yeah. learned like I was definitely not a PT that just got the 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 qualification and then well I mean you did start coaching but I've yeah. worked with so many coaches yeah. done so much CrossFit with great coaches and done so many courses that I've always been learning mm-hmm. and but I do see it like younger coaches now even and it's yeah. like but I would never be the one to message them and say they kind of have to figure out yeah. well figure out for themselves but then if obviously if they're doing something yeah unless it's dangerous like of course like I like I'm very I've noticed that online I get really like um, like a campaigner I think yeah. that's my my personality <laughs> type like if I see someone misinformed like Sinead's the opposite she'd be like just leave it I'm like no they're wrong and yeah. I'm like and why am I like that you know like I or like I'd see someone too. yeah like sharing a video of and I'd be like I better share that you know like I'm, I don't know I'm a campaigner yeah. when you know, some people just be like, just leave, just yeah. leave it. It's their own journey. Sort <laughs> yeah, of I, I just like people. I don't like people being misinformed. Yeah. Well, I just think with you, like, I feel like you're so well versed and you've tried a lot of different things. Like you've done like the bikini, like the bikini buildy body competition. You've done jitsu, you've done boxing, you've done yoga, you've done CrossFit. Like you've done everything that yeah. I just feel like you're a very trustworthy person to follow on the internet for all these fitness things. But in that, you know, your whole journey and I suppose like the whistle tops whistle stopped where that Nessa said was there anything that stands out that was like really rewarding for you in your career was there anything that you were like oh this is like a moment that I'll Ooh, I mean in my career yeah like I mean there's or in life and like do you know, I, I, this is probably in this of all the things like I've, I don't feel like I'm doing anything that special you know like I'm obviously just I feel oh. like I'm educating women about nutrition and training right. and it's more about just removing the frustrations like it's mm. uh, there's still people who don't understand how how simple it is but no, yeah. I wouldn't say easy but it's it doesn't have to be complicated mm-hmm. but like I just remember last it must have been last Christmas I'm like when was the last time I drank um, <laughs> no, not even Christmas it was before Christmas in um, I was in 37 and someone just came up to me and she was like can I buy you a drink I did your course and it's changed my life and I was like the furnace you know like I'm literally like are you messing and she's oh like gosh. my friends are like they all are they're all over there they told me I have to go and thank you and oh, I was like Siobhan, I remember writing lovely. that down like I just remember I mean I get people obviously you know good feedback all the time but just it was just real life because you know traveling and stuff mm. I rarely would meet people who are actually doing my, my course um so like that was just, that, that kind of stood out to me it was like yeah. oh my god you actually it doesn't feel like I'm doing anything that special but like when you meet someone like that who says you know they've struggled with their weight their whole life yeah. and they've realised it's not that complicated and yeah that meant a lot to me That's yeah amazing. and I feel like for anyone who follows you and anyone who doesn't follow you um, Siobhan would been like 
a really good advocate of sharing like good days, bad days, like even like when you put on a bit of weight or you're really bloated days and how your body can change so drastically. And I suppose like I really wanted to flow into this topic of body image because I feel like you're such an advocate for strong body image for women. Yeah. Um, I even feel like last year when I was going through a bit of a rough stage, I actually had to go on antidepressants and I put on a bit of weight. And I just remember coming on and listening to you and how you were like, it's not that complicated. You know, there was just like loads of little tips that I was able to get from you. And it was like a real quick fix, a real quick, you know, note in my head that I was just like, oh, and I just think you're so good for that stuff. So flowing into like body image, I'd love to like just pick your brain on it. And like, how has your journey been with body image? Oh God, how long have we got? It's been, it's <laughs> been a journey. Um, and I think, yeah, going back to teenage years, you know, like I just always wanted to be skinny and just didn't know how to do that besides like the special K diet or oh my god do you remember getting loose jeans size in two weeks yeah aloe vera uh, clean nine all these things that like I just I just didn't know that thing was like a lack of education so it was trying but not getting anywhere um, and and then that's you know when I eventually became a PT and figured it out I was like god it's actually not that complicated especially when I discovered like calories and just Mm. tracking your macros and so I was really passionate about sharing that message I was like oh my god you can have Nutella and lose weight and yeah and I was really passionate about lifting weights as well because Mm -hmm. that's what actually got me looking lean and strong and when I finally got to a point that I actually felt like I've I've done it you know I was like Mm -hmm. I've, I've cracked the code I just wanted to share that message but then over the years I mean eventually this is a huge part of it was doing the bodybuilding competition yeah and that I mean, because going into or before I started that, I actually had gotten to a really good place with my body image because I had mm-hmm. been, you know, as I said, I was training well, eating well and looked lean. And I was like, OK, well, what's next? And yeah. the problem is I was surrounded by bodybuilders and not like I was just training to look good. I, my training, I never did anything for performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up deciding to do the bodybuilding competition and... I always say I did really well, enjoyed the prep, but then afterwards I really, really struggled with putting on the weight. And I again, I always go back to time up, but like I see the pictures I was posting that summer and I'm mm. like, oh, trying to get comfortable with this new size. And it's like, I'm still tiny. And it's yeah. it's sad that that summer I was probably technically in the best shape of my life using mm. inverted commas, but I, I didn't enjoy it. Or like I felt worse than I would now or any yeah. time, you know, any time at, at a bigger size. And it took you know since that show I've learned so much about body image and how it's nothing to do with the size of your body it's mm. how you feel about it yeah, yeah. and I, I've learned go on oh, no sorry I just wanted to know like did you know when you were in the prep stage that it was unhealthy in terms of your mind like when was the moment where you're like this isn't really good for me no, do you know moment? what the prep I did quite well and I, I always say I had a good coach and I I yeah. um I, I was relatively healthy going into it. Like yeah. I saw other girls that were like on four pieces of white fish a day and fish and rice cake. Sa- yeah, <laughs> fish and rice cake. <laughs> but I and I was grand. Like I was still traveling. I was in Portugal for a couple of weeks before the show. Like I I really did cruise in and I found I really enjoyed the process of like being really disciplined for a, yeah. like a time in my life where I could do it. Yeah, a time. For and like it was kind of like I just gave up everything else and enjoy you know just right, dedicated right. it. Yeah. But then afterwards. Like, uh, yeah, a couple of days after, like, I couldn't go to the gym because I was too embarrassed to how much weight I'd put on. And, like, the gym where I'd gotten so much praise. And obviously the internet as well. I'd gotten so much praise for this dramatic transformation that I'd done so that when when it was starting to go the other way, it's, uh, you know, my identity had been... You're shredding. Getting leaner, leaner, yeah. leaner. So, like, yeah. I was really struggling after. Mm. Uh, but I, and I, I, I think... 
like part of my brain knew that this wasn't good that I needed to put on weight that I you know I'd lost my period for like a month or two which is actually relatively short amount of time compared to other people, other people that are dieting mm-hmm. um but I I knew I had to put on weight and even I remember getting these jeans on the way down like oh, geez, these jeans were pennies that were like size I got size 12 size 10 size 8 I remember being like oh I don't really want to be a size 8 I kind of like being 10 but yet when I had to go back to the 10 I was like devastated yeah. so but it's like I could you know when I was able to look at that from the outside like it was kind of like I was able to take an outside view of it and go no you need to but deep down I felt awful yeah. So it's 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 hard, yeah. Like at the time, I definitely and I I was definitely binge eating as well. And like and I always say I don't use that term lightly. Like it is, like like binge eating disorder is an actual disorder. And yeah. I realize when I look at all the criteria for it, I was doing that. Like mm. I was stuffing food into me when I was really upset and like feel like I never made myself sick or anything, but. I was really, really struggling and then embarrassed. Obviously, I didn't want to talk about it. And then, or I, I can see it in my captions from years ago. I can see it be like, oh, when you eat 5,000 calories over the weekend, haha. You know, whereas I was struggling, yeah. you know. And, but I, I kind of got myself out of that. Like, I, I probably should have reached out for help. And I did. Mm-hmm. I had some good, I had a, a good coach as well at the time. And um, I don't really know exactly what, I think a big thing that happened is that I went traveling. Like, I went to Thailand where I didn't know anyone and, people who just met me for now at this size and they were like, wow, you're so strong and athletic. And I'm like, no, this is me, like, huge, even though I wasn't. I don't, yeah. Um, it's such a weird th- t- thing in your head. But um, I then discovered CrossFit mm. and training for performance and started eating so that I could do well in the class. Yeah, and yeah. Heal yourself rather yeah. than like... And I, I, I kind of was like, I gave up. Do you know, I had been trying and trying and trying that mm. summer to, like, get back in shape or to feel yeah. good again. And I think I got to a point where I was like, I give up. I actually yeah. just, I can't, I do it anymore. And just, I don't know what shifted, but then, you know, after a couple of weeks or months, I don't know, I just looked in the mirror and was like, oh, I'm lean again. Yeah. You started enjoying it again. Yeah. But it was, it was just, I changed my focus. I was yeah. like eating to feel my training, training to yeah. win and, mm. you know, to be strong, to be fit mm. and not like dissecting how I looked at every day in the mirror. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think you're... I suppose, awareness of body image kind of came first into fruition around that time? Or can you, you know, I know you were saying when you were younger, you just wanted to be skinny. Like, can you pinpoint when you were younger, was body image a thing for you? Because like, I look back when I was young and I think of like the 90s and all I think of was like, my mom's doing Weight Watchers, yeah. everybody's yeah. doing aerobics. And it's like, you don't realise yet when you're young and consuming that that's actually just like diet culture being I like know, rammed I into know. you. And like, I'd, I'd hate to, I'd, I hate to blame any, like I wouldn't say I blame that, um, generation either because yeah. they were just as it's famous down, yeah. 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 Um, and actually I do remember at one stage my mom saying one thing to me and it clicked in my head and like, she just said it was after Easter and we were on the way home from Wexford and she gave me money to go and buy a drink and there was no I don't know what I, I came out with chocolate anyway <laughs> I think she said something like you didn't need that you've had so much chocolate all weekend like nothing else and I don't know what clicked, something clicked in my head and then I don't remember and, I, and I, apparently I stopped eating but like I don't remember that period and I remember her like begging me to eat a yogurt and a apple like I don't know how long later what age but were you about? I was probably only about 14 I think oh, yeah. but like then I think I got like it was only a brief period mm-hmm. but I, I just remembered the comment and like and I wouldn't blame her at all like she it wasn't like she was giving out to me you know oh, it was just something first you're saying you're going to be sick yet yeah though. like it's just something that clicks in your head and you're like oh I don't know you know like it just shows how how vulnerable people can be and even now like I'm so I don't think people realize 
how, how much people comment on each other's bodies, even oh, in God, good ways, yeah. you know, mm. in good ways. Mm. And it's, which can be triggering in itself yeah. where, you know, if people say, oh, you look great now. And it's like, well, it's because I'm so stressed out of my head. I haven't eaten in, you know, whatever yeah, amount of time. Yeah. And so I, I really encourage people like to, to talk about like, something else you know compliment people in another way in another way is that going to be something that's going to be on your radar now when you're a parent like raising your child like the language you use around food and yeah I mean I I think yeah like in an ideal world now like I have a lot of clients who who we do have like tracking calories but in an ideal world we would never have dieted like that thing Mm. I say like it'd be great if we were just never put on mad diets because then we'd have a lot more um we'd be able to listen to our hunger levels. We'd be yeah. more mindful in what we eat. Mm-hmm. Instead of, yeah. yeah. So like a lot of clients, you know, I have to, I tell them, you know, to eat this amount and they're like, oh, I'm too full or, you know, but it's just because they've trained themselves to eat so little they or they don't, they go around tired and exhausted mm-hmm. and not realising that they're underfueled, mm-hmm. Or, you know, they'd be like, I'm, I should I, you know, I need more I need to sleep more I'm like you know but food is fuel as well like don't forget that if you ate more you'd have more energy yeah it's just everybody just has you're like oh no I can't do that because like you yeah. see a number and it looks too big and it's just we're all just programmed that way I think yeah, yeah. but I mean the biggest problem I have I mean with clients is that they restrict too much and then they eat too much too, mm. and so which puts them in a surplus yeah and it's more about um, eat, you know tracking a higher number of calories which that would then have them feeling more full say going into the weekend where they mm-hmm. don't feel like they need to eat loads yeah or they're not restricted yeah or or else just kind of even just tracking what they have over the weekend even like a rough estimate then they realize that they can have a lot and still be in a deficit yeah. like it's it's but well, that takes a bit of time and mm-hmm. yeah effort and planning and it's and as i say it's a simple process but it's not easy yeah and you know working with your clients do you find anyone that like lack body confidence? Is that like a huge factor when people come to you or? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like if, if any, and it's funny because the questionnaires, you know, it's like, why I always say like, why did you pick this program? And it's mm. always like, I follow Siobhan. Like they don't think I go through the questionnaires, but it's like, I follow Siobhan and I'd love her yeah. confidence. And I'm like, that's mad because yeah. I never would have thought I would be that confident. Um, and like, I'm like, that's all I want to give to people. It's not like yeah. I want, I don't want to change their size. I don't want to like, it doesn't matter to me if they perform well or whatever. It's like, I just want to instill that confidence in people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it becomes from, and we do a lot of mindset work, a lot of journaling. Um, oh, very good. Really important because that's when you start realising that we have these irrational thoughts all the time yeah. about our food behaviours, our training behaviours. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd be like, oh, I feel so guilty. My child was sick this week. And, and I'd be like, stop you there did you make your child sick? Like, why are you feeling guilty? Like, mm. you know, working on that language, been like, yeah. okay, so you didn't train this week. She's like, oh, I did, but I only did two instead of three. I'm like, okay, so let's so look at, it. you got to the gym twice this week when you had a sick child. Yeah. Like, it's and it's these tiny little things that you have to re- keep reframing uh, and stopping and noticing the language mm. you're using on yourself each week. And, that, but again, that takes time. It's it not does. like one day you just, and it's hard because a lot of the time people will sign up because they want the training plan, they want the mm. nutrition. But they're like, the mindset stuff, I don't need to do that, don't need to do that. But I can tell straight away. It's a huge part of it. It is. Like, that's what's changed for me. It was, you know, journaling about the weekend when I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so fat, I had pizza. And it's like, you have to ask yourself, is this true? Mm. And I'd be like, no, it's not true, I'm not fat. Like, and... But we, the language we use it to ourselves, I would say like, write as if you're writing about your best friend yeah. and you'd never say that. Yeah, that's a good That's idea. actually what, exactly what you said there was something that I got from you last year because I actually did do a bit of binge eating last year because I was so stressed during the day and then I became hungry at night when like Jamie be home 
And it was in the time where I was like feeling really, really down, was gone on antidepressants and I was like binge eating and then obviously was naturally putting on weight. But I remembered like this and I'm still on that journey now because Neve in 2019, 20, even early 2021 wouldn't have had that negative self-talk. She would have just enjoyed training because she loved training, would have just got up because she liked to get up. So you're so right with that. That negative self-talk is so key Mm. in body image and when you're lacking confidence. And I remember last year, it was like, what would you say to your best friend? And I remember it was probably wasn't this time last year. Maybe it was the end of last year. I remember and I was like, that's so true. Like the things I'm telling myself right now are awful like why mm. you're, you're not okay you've put on a stone but like it's not a huge amount Neve. it was just like but you just twist yourself and as well I can relate to like when you I, I feel like I would have came on Instagram and would have done a lot of Instagram lives would have shared like you know a good lean body because I would have been lifting weights all the time and I was just like not confident to even put, share a photo of me even in a dress or a crop top and it's just terrible how that and it was all the night nobody else would yeah. care I know and nobody else thing. cares it's just you that's like switching yourself the off the best thing you can do though is just show up yeah that's what I learned about after mm. especially after the show was I actually just kept showing my body even yeah. though like I didn't to get comfortable I, I didn't feel good but I kept showing it and people were like wow you look amazing and yeah. like that actually helped yeah. and it also felt then that I wasn't hiding because yeah. if I know other girls had done the bikini competitions that they'd go in you'd see their stage pictures and then you wouldn't see them until you know a year later when they're doing a competition again yeah. because they wouldn't show up online but I really think it helped my confidence of just showing up and be like oh god I, I you know they're accepting me, so why can't I accept me? Yeah. Um. And yeah, I think, oh yeah, I mean, the struggles, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, talking about journaling, sorry, just, I always say like, the way you would talk to your best friend, mm. you have to kind of frame it like, that doesn't mean that you'd always be like, oh yeah, it's grand, eat the pizza, yeah. eat the pizza. Yeah. You know, like, just think if your friend came to you and said, I've been eating shite all weekend, I, I, do you want to just go get a pizza tonight? You know, you'd probably be like, why don't we go for a walk and get something? Why don't we go for a walk in a Nando's, right? Like yeah. Not, uh, which is a, it's a form of self-respect. Mm, mm. Whereas if, you know that if they were, say, training all weekend and they're like, let's go to Nando's, you're like, why don't you like, or if you're feeling down, you know, you'd be like, let's get a pizza. Or, you know, it's, yeah. it's that kind of taking a, a rational approach to it. Mm, um, mm. Where it's, you're not always going, you don't need to train, like be kind to yourself. You know, yeah. sometimes training and nu- nutrients are what you need. Oh yeah. Not that Nando's is the most nutrient place. I don't no, know no. that came to me. But, <laughs> um, but it is handy. Yeah. Um, like that kind of like balance and that's where the journaling comes in and like that's where mm. it helps because it's not just letting yourself away with everything. It's also going, okay, what does my body need or yeah. what would what would self-respect look like? Yeah. Um, I have a question. I know Neve mentioned around like with the furnace and stuff would you see a lot of people that kind of want body confidence I wonder I feel body image is a term that's kind of spoken about more and more now people are like body positivity and all that sort of stuff but I think like disordered eating is something that's like really in ingrained in our Mm. everyday life now Mm. and do you see that come up a lot in your yeah like I have to the amount of questionnaires I go through and you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I just binge at the weekend. And I have, no, the thing is, binge, am I actually just define it? Because I feel like, yeah, I no, I was going to say, yeah. so overeating yeah. and binge eating are different things. Yeah. So overeating is something that we can help with. But like, if someone has binge eating disorder, we just have to refer them on straight away. Like, we, you know, it's, it's, and, and, and sometimes people get annoyed, you know. But I, but I, what I would do is question them on it. You know, I'll send them explanations and like a screening form mm. and be like, okay, 
let's just see if you'd be supported better somewhere else because, you know, outside my scope of practice. Um, but, I mean, in terms of disordered eating, there's so many behaviours that people think are normal. Yeah. You know, they won't eat past a time. They, they're, I don't know, like they, they won't eat carbs. They won't eat over a certain amount of calories because they think... I don't know what they think will happen, but... When I read the definition, I was like, oh, Lord, it's everywhere. <laughs> like, it's literally, like, disordered eating may include restrictive eating, compulsive eating, or irregular or inflexible eating patterns. Like, yeah. I mean, even, like, you see people, like, just being really strict with calories and stuff. Like, so, as I said, we have, we give goals and targets, but it's also about being very lenient. Like, I'm all about consistency over perfection. Mm. Um, and, but there's people who, you know, they're, they're what, there's another word for it, um... Is it orthorexia? I think is when you st- you're very um, rigid with your plans. You know, mm. like so you might think, and I see this at women a lot where they're, you know, their health. You know, they think it's healthy when they're oh, but they're overtraining or undereating mm. or it's unhealthy their lives. Yeah. You know, they yeah. they haven't, you know, left the country because they're fi- hashtag fitness goals, um, which you know I probably was guilty of in the past. Mm. So that's more. Yeah, I'm always so gonna, many of us were. Yeah, but yeah. so like I know like there's. I suppose like intermittent fasting would kind of would see it all all behaviors I suppose would be dependent on the mental state I suppose like if you're in like if I'm in a good place to diet I'll diet some people I'm like you're not in a good place to diet like mm. now is not the time you've got too much else going on in your life yeah um intermittent fasting for like there's so many habits where I'm like are you doing that because it suits you or because you feel like it's more control um yeah. so it's different for every person and that's why like you wouldn't say do this or like that's some that a particular behavior is good or bad like say even like carb cycling like some people might be doing it for and even bodybuilding diets like some people might be in a good place to do it and it's not going to negatively affect them like they probably mm. want a few especially for women yeah but it depends so it depends on the person rather than the behavior and your relationship yeah. with food as well i think that's probably like a big thing yeah like how- yeah and i don't think people realize that like I said, some people don't realise they have these habits that might not actually be healthy. You know, that mm, yeah. it's actually about... Just like, I didn't even realise... Actually, I, it was obviously because I followed you for a while. I remember you saying one time, like, if you went on a mad run with food one day, and you didn't use the exact words, but, like, that's kind of the best thing. Like, don't restrict yourself the next day. Just eat as normal. Like, have your breakfast, have your lunch. Whereas, like, there'd be... Like, no, we would have done it. You're, like, eight loads. You're, like, I won't have breakfast. Yeah, you know, I'll yeah. have lunch. And now, sometimes... And that's another example because sometimes if I do that, you know, like, say, I end up on a Sunday night having loads more than... You know, eating past the point of fullness. I, on, a, on a Monday morning, I would then... Sometimes I'm, like, you know, I'm actually not hungry because I've had so much. So full. But... And that's where the difference... But some people won't eat breakfast because they feel like they shouldn't. And that's mm. where it's the behaviour is... Yeah. It's not, it's not the behaviour. It's where... It's the mental state. Yeah. Even if they could be hungry. Like, yeah. But they're like, no, I won't. You know? Yeah. So... Uh, but it, I think when you learn to be kind to yourself and learn to listen to your hunger levels, that's when you can have days where you go over your calories and you realise... Or you might have, like, a pastry mid-morning and you're, like, for lunch, like, oh, God, I'm not actually that hungry. But not going, oh, I'm not allowed to have lunch. You know, but you'd have something small or... Mm. And and just, I mean, the best thing I just tell people is like, eat like an adult, like just have three solid meals, have protein, carbs, fats. Yeah. And if you still want to eat whatever outside of that, do. But if you're limiting stuff, then it's like you just can't make rational decisions when you're hungry. So it's trying to make people have make rational decisions. Yeah. So there's five of us in the room, but only four <laughs> speaking. So you are pregnant and biggest congratulations. What? What? You no, mean? I'm not. What are you what are you saying? Also, it's it. not with twins, right? The other person is our producer. Yeah. Wherever it goes feral there. 
It's an imaginary friend. (laughs) (laughs) But on that biggest congratulations. Thank you. How has the journey been so far? Like on body image, how how have you felt with your body changing? All that kind of thing. I, I think I've really noticed how much of a like a much better place I'm in, be- because I've been so okay with my body changing. Well, I'm yeah. actually surprised my body didn't change more. Like I always thought I was someone who gained weight very easily, and you know, like even a normal, I mean, normal pre-pregnancy. If I was eating as much as I am now, and training as little I, I I think it looks like I'm training a lot yeah I thought you were milling it no I mean yeah, like, you see about 15 seconds of my day the I was like, you're sweating more than me and I am not pregnant <laughs> <laughs> well, you see like 15 seconds online that I'm horizontal the less okay. I'm still doing a bit of CrossFit Sorry. but I mean honestly just to keep sane and mm. physically it's been great but I'm really surprised that I haven't gotten bigger like that you know I haven't gone you're really that nice way, you yeah know? um but, but like, I obviously have put on a lot of weight you know, in terms of scales. Uh, I don't even know what's normal or what's not. The doctors haven't said that, and so it should be all right. Um, but I'm really surprised, yeah, like how, like I love having the bump and, you know, just identifying as a pregnant person. I don't know. But I, I, I am kind of, I wonder what way I will be after because I think like society like praises the bump, you know, like I'm like, I'm going to be wearing stripes to show off my bump. Like I've never worn stripes in my life. Aww. And then... But then as soon as baby's out, it's like you need to hide the bump. It's like society then praises, you know, getting smaller, losing yeah, the, losing losing the baby weight. And I don't know. I don't. And the thing is, like, I can lose weight easily in the when I'm, you know, doing jujitsu for a couple hours a day and eating my, you know, pre-planned meals and Having all that. Having a good night's sleep. Yeah. Mm. So, like, obviously life will be very different to a newborn. So I don't know what way it will go. But I also think... I don't know. I'm not that fussed about it anymore. Like I think I'm, I'm so excited to get back to jujitsu, yeah. and like that will then naturally, you know, have me be more active if I well, hopefully, if I can. Um, and oh, you will for sure. I, I will. It'll it'll be part. It'll be paramount in my life. Mm. Um, and so I don't know what way it'll go. And I know like health and and the baby will be a big priority. So, mm. um, I think being accepting of that, I think, will be important and. You know, knowing that, like, I, I will lose weight if I want to, like, if yeah. I can, if it's healthy, if it's safe, and I'll do it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, body image, I'm surprised. I think that's it's a testament to how far I've come. Because I think years ago, I'd be like, I'm not having a baby. Like, what'll it do to my body? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, now I'm like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> wearing stripes and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. I, yeah. No, they look really nice on you. But, like, I have a question where you've kind of touched on a little bit is, I suppose, your values. And it seems to be something you've always really known what your values are early on which is like an amazing thing to have but with your values changing what is something that you used to really really put weight and value on that just doesn't matter anymore that doesn't matter anymore or is um, not as like it's just I suppose even, down. even uh, travel like our freedom like it was always freedom and happiness that was always how I based decisions you know like I was looking at how I again time I need to get off time hop I'm like I'm living in the past um, but I saw like that I had sold my car to bring my family on holidays where you know like because I didn't value security like mm. you know really you know again now I'm like would have been handy to put that deposit down somewhere you know um, but at the time it was I was happy with the, decision, the decisions I was making because it was in line with my values mm. so but that kind of value of freedom which I, I think that's where I got t- I got tired of it like I got bored of it last year. I was like, there's only so many beach clubs you can be in, and I was just a bit bored. And um, I think my values changed. I, I saw like I saw this little family on the beach, and I was like, 
is that it? Like, are, it, I worried that my values that I had decided on were making me miss out on other life experiences. But I think that's what happens to everyone. Like I've said that before on podcasts, is like other people's values. Someone else might have valued security when they were younger, which meant they missed out on oh yeah um, travel. You know, which that was me. I yeah, bought a house yeah. when I was twenty four. Like that was one of my values of of being secure in a house. And but I had to sell that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an opportunity cost. Yeah. Though, isn't it? Something change. you have to like, you, you something is going to... Yeah, mm. but it, I think the opportunity cost is easier to uh, to accept when you know you're making them. It's your values you're yeah, chasing. Yeah, you're not yeah. getting a house because you feel like society tells you to buy a house. Yeah. Mm. Or you're not travelling because everyone's told you that you need to go off travelling in your 20s when you actually would prefer oh, to start a family or something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. So I think, and it's okay for values to change. Like that's, mm. that's the kind of the message. Well, <laughs> I think people are like, you're just saying that because you got pregnant. <laughs> like I really did change my values last year. Like I, I moved, I left Bali and was went back to London and was like, right, okay, I'm going to try and be an adult. So now. did you know your values were changing and acting on that, or was it kind of just was life just kind of taking you on that? Yeah, I, I that that I, that weekend I specifically had like an existential crisis when I watched a video of someone talking about like how the laptop lifestyle is unsustainable and. He, he talked about how there is purpose in the mundanity of day-to-day life. And mm-hmm. it's something I never had considered before. Like, I was always like, imagine... Like, I always just thought, you know, my life is so exciting. And how could people just go day-to-day? But he really did change my mind on that. Been like, okay, maybe there's purpose in the simple things. Mm. And I see it now. Even, like, doing the washing or something. Like, I, the, there is... It's an attitude to have, you know. But there is purpose to be found in day-to-day life and I think I, I kind of I literally watched that video like on a Friday night then the next morning I was like I need to go think about this and I went for a little walk I was like what am I doing in my life you know because again I had all these things that I was chasing I had achieved a lot of things and I had the freedom and I had the happiness and mm. I didn't feel like I needed to change anything but, but I also felt like there was a purpose missing yeah I was going to say did you feel like something was missing yeah I, feel like... I was only it was, it was, I didn't realise it until like oh. that morning then I went to the beach now I had fans I was like I need to think and I was like because even with the work like the work I was doing was working really well like but mm. I I had it, like, again, because of my goals of freedom and happiness, I had it working that I didn't need to do that much. So, like, my day-to-day was, it's it's mad. Like, I just get up, train, go to the beach, sit at the pool, eat. We're good people and everything. It was great. Yeah. But a very transient lifestyle. So, obviously, people were coming and going in Bali all the time. Mm. You know, I'd make connections and they'd be gone. Mm. Um, or they were then going to settle down and stuff like that. And I'm like, right, okay, maybe. And I, So, I mean, it all comes down to, I think I was getting a bit older. You know, like yeah. I think my hormones started kicking in and I saw like this little family in the beach and was like, oh my God, that'd be kind of cool. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, then I, but then I didn't really tell anyone because I was like, oh, I left it too late. You know, I was like, I'm 34 now. So, or 33 then, I think. I don't know. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And then I just did some breath work and did the like deep intuition and came out of it like that weekend and was like, I'm moving to London. Wow. And I was already planning on leaving Bali for the summer, and I, but I was going to come back. And but I just didn't really tell that many people. I was like, I'm not coming back. Yeah, I'm done. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> See you never. Um. Yeah. I, I love never that. It's back. like you manifested yeah. like that for yourself. I know. Do you believe in manifesting? We were we were talking about this last I, week. I I'm not very much like. I don't believe it's like this magic thing and I do think you know I do think having a goal like as I said even earlier when I was talking about having a goal of being living on the beach with a laptop having that in the back of your head makes you make subconscious decisions Mm. but and the only problem sometimes I have with manifesting is that like it can 
shame or like there's a bit of privilege to it that I don't think people acknowledge. Mm. You know, like so. You know, you have people been like, you can achieve anything you want if you just. And then it's like, oh, what are the kids in Africa not, you know, manifesting hard enough? Yeah. You know, that, like when Molly yeah. May said, like, you've the same hours in the day as Beyonce, and everyone was like. Oh. But then I also think, like, even saying that though, there, that can be like, uh, by saying that it's not a thing, is also kind of like holding yourself back. So mm. I think having the attitude that you know you can be the the best of you, like what you're a bit. I think being the best that you can be, yeah, or achieving the most that you can achieve is something to aim for. Yeah. But sure. I think just not, um, I don't know. I think I, again, this is me like worrying about other people too much. Been like, I just don't want to offend anyone. Like I used to say, you can achieve anything you want, like set the goal and you can achieve it. And then I realised that like, okay, maybe that's coming from someone who is, you know, had a good life and, you know, had yeah. parents that were providing and had a well, university. What about for you, right? Say forget about everybody else. Like do you, for you, for your life, do you believe in manifesting? Yeah. I, yeah, I believe I can achieve. Yeah, that mm. sounds like a. a yeah, but, but they say manifesting is like we were saying this last week. Just quickly, back by neuroscience. I haven't heard that podcast yet. <laughs> uh, back by um, neuroscience is just like reframing your mind to yeah. be like you can do this. And yeah, these, yeah, and I you know, do think that like, is important. And yeah. I think yeah, so that's the the only criticism I have of it is that just worry that it would put blame on people for yeah. not achieving something. Yeah. But I also think you need to believe that you can yeah. achieve it, or we else were, you won't. We you were know? saying that like what we think it is is like it's if you are in that headspace, it's a positive attitude and that yeah. will spur you on anyway mm. to go after yeah. things. Yeah. I do think a negative attitude is like, I see it in so many people, you know, mm. they're they're giving out about the world. I'm like, well, that's also, I don't know. Yeah, It's like, you don't know if it's a vicious circle of like yeah. not achieving because you believe you won't achieve it. I'm kind of afraid of it, to be honest, that if it is real, I just want to be like, puzzy. Like, <laughs> I'm like, everything's great. I know, like years ago, reading The Secret, it's like, if you think about it, it'd be like, and then you're like, oh my God, get out of my no, head. I know, I know, I know, I know. Like, I know, everything's fine. Having the knowledge and the life lessons of being in the online space for years, I can only imagine it comes with negatives as well of all the amazing positives that you put out. So... That brings us into the criticism that me and you both get online. But I wanted to have this conversation with you because I was only getting trolled a couple of weeks ago. So <laughs> it was actually funny and it was actually about my body, which was mad. Um, and just like coming off the back of body image and stuff, it was, um, I was looking for this blurb that I had actually written for Wellfest. Uh, oh God, well, you didn't Google your name, did you? No, I wanted to Google my blurb oh, yeah, um, from Wellfest. So I put in Neve Cullen Wellfest. And just by happened, I slipped down. It wasn't like the first thing, it was the second one. Oh, God. And it basically was saying that um, she's the biggest she's ever been. Um, she, she's posing a certain way for her photographs. Um, I saw her in person, like, she's it's not that flattering and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. Now, I didn't physically go into it, and I'm so happy I yeah. didn't. And for anyone, I don't even want to name that page because I remember the last time I went on that was actually this time, probably this time last year when I was in a bit of a hellhole. And it's just like, this is where the, the yeah, it's like, th this is where all the trolls come from. It's like they come from this little page and they pop up, then they go on to certain Instagrams who they want to troll. Oh, yeah. It's funny because I've actually never gone onto the website. Not Have you not? No. Go for, don't. I know. Uh, yeah. I, as I said to people, it's a form of self-harm. Yeah. Like, and oh, I, God, I, yeah. I, I know I've been told, like, there's hundreds of pages of people who hate me. Mm. And it's mad because, I mean. <sighs> Same, babe. Yeah, but it's mad because I'd be like, who hates me? You know? <laughs> I'd be like, who hates you? I know, and like that's, that's the kind of, I think that I use that to remind myself. Like I, you'd see people who are like mm. the nicest people in the world and then you'd hear that they're being trolled and I'm like, if if they don't like her, maybe I'm not that bad. You yeah. know, like that's, because you do question your, your um, 
character when you know oh, you're getting trolled. How could yeah. you not yeah. though? Like mm. you could be the most resistant person, but like stuff just gets in on everybody. The thing is, I feel like I've been at this years. Like it really? doesn't really get to me anymore. Like I remember my first. I was just throw. gonna. Add, my next question was gonna be like, like how do you deal? Like do you deal? I'm ruining all your questions by just. Talking I know too you're much. so you're <laughs> nailing this podcast. <laughs> uh, no, I remember first troll. I remember years and years ago working as PT, sitting in the car. You know when you're too tired to get out of the car to go into the house, and you're just sitting there. And it was some troll. Sorry, it was just a, 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 it was a fake account. That's how I knew, or like it was, it had no followers or something. That's yeah, why I thought it was really strange. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know what a troll oh, was at the time. Oh, this is literally sorry. 2015. Like, oh wow! Um, oh, wow! <laughs> didn't know they existed back. Yeah, it was. Vintage. It was vintage troll. Um, <laughs> and it was like, hi, um, big fan. This is what you know, like it's the it's the passive aggressive. You know, yeah. hey, big fan. Just wondering how you expect normal women to achieve this when they have real jobs and real lives. And I was like, I actually was so upset because I was like, oh my God, she's right. You know, like, or, you know, I am, maybe I am. Um, tra- you know, at the same time, I was like, I've just been working all day. Yes, I've, and I have tracked my calories or, you know, I've done whatever, mm. you know, they were talking about. Um, but I was really, sp- I was like, it's a fake account though. So why didn't the person just, just say it from mm. their own account? And, um, and then Snapchat then was v- vicious for it because obviously oh, they were all, so they were all it was, yeah. They, I feel like that's how it all started. Yeah, it was very faceless. And like mm. I used to get accounts, or I used to get the same person used to set up a new account using the same name with a different number at the end. So then I just started blocking them. Every time I saw yeah. the name come up, obviously I blocked it. And then they just started. But it was always the same kind of um, tone, you know, yeah. this kind of, hey, you know, because they're trying to catch you out. You know, yeah. like they they think that, Hey, big fan, or like, oh my god, I love your skin. Where'd you get your Botox? I'm like, are, are you just trying to get me to say I get Botox? Like, smooth, it's, it's, you know, but I, I, can, I can tell, like, it's, I get it just from years and years, but um, stuff like that, no problem. The biggest problem is when you actually do make a mistake, like, that's yeah. the fear is like, yeah. what if I actually do screw up? Mm. And like, obviously, everyone makes mistakes, yeah. and oh, and like, COVID was really difficult because yeah. it was. It was, I really was trying my best. Like, I feel like the, there was like another layer of trolls that yeah, were like, yeah. that grew from the ground in COVID that were just out to get everyone. Oh, and Never I, mind bloggers and veiled. I could have deal, dealt with her, but like the trolls in COVID that came out of the woodwork. I can never I, remember the fear when bloggers and veiled mentioned me. I was like, oh, oh we were, God. <laughs> I really did they mention you? What yeah, did they mention really you for? Thought, I was like cruising along. Like I got like, God, that's terrible. And anyone who follows that, that's terrible. I was like, I'm grand though because I don't do anything wrong. Like I actually thought I was grand. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then one day got the mention, and I I, mean, I shook. The dreaded mention. Um, it, I was where it was. They put up a picture of me. Uh, I put up. I had put up a picture doing a stretch for my hips, saying like, whatever stretch my hips, good for mobility. Uh, and I was wearing my protein clothing, and I was sponsored by my protein. But the stuff was like it was nothing to do with the clothing. I just happened to be wearing my You're protein clothing. You're focusing on like the stretch, and not the product. And the stuff was like old, wasn't for sale anymore. Like I wasn't trying to sell the clothing. And yeah. I, I mean, at the, now I literally wouldn't. I'd just be like, yeah, I'm wearing whatever, sponsored athlete, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but at the time I was so adamant that I was, not, I was like, I'm not doing wrong. I'm not selling, like, there's no link to the clothes. I'm not yeah. selling the clothes. It just happened to be on me in the gym. Um, I have sponsored athlete in my bio. Like I'm not trying to dupe anyone here. And, but the, and like that was fine. But the thing is. Like, what did they say though? That it was an advertisement for Virgin, oh, and I didn't have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like, whatever. But fair enough. That's like, a bit I was of a like, reach now, isn't it? But and that would have been fine. Like, yeah. that's fine. But it's it was the comments. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, that's so typically her. I never liked her, and she went into my brother who's a physio, and I said, oh, I'll tag you on the way out. And like, I'm reading this. I was like, I've never been to a physio. 
Oh, you know, like it's just the oh, fake yeah. stuff. You it know, it's the, yeah. it's just like completely. And they're like, oh yeah, that sounds so like her. Like she would do the same to my physio. You know, like, I'm like that. And you start trying to defend yourself. Like obviously mm. now, I would never bother like even giving it attention. But at the time, I'm like, hey, no, I, I didn't go to physio. Yeah. And then they're. It's not like they'll go. Oh, sorry, my mistake. You know, like they're yeah. trying to catch it. So they, I mean, over the years, I've learned that. It's people who just, they want to find something wrong. They love the drama. They like, love the drama. They, and to be honest, I've, I've seen screenshots. Like, sometimes people be like, oh, hey, I just thought you should know that people are saying, I'm like, oh, don't, I honestly it's don't not care. Helpful. yeah. Um, but I find that they'll, they either, they'll, they'll take something true and run with it and, mm hate me for it and they'll take something that's completely false and hate me for it so I just I'm like these people don't want to like me so yeah. I'm not I'm not going to give them I'm not going to try and make them like me yeah it's like trying to rationalise with someone who's irrational you're just yeah. going to go insane I, yeah and you know now it's like I know that I like I just know that they're all giving out about everything I do but thing is I don't actually know that I'm annoyed. Yeah. I don't know what it is I do that annoys them. Yeah, like I yeah. used to know that touching my hair annoyed them so I'd be so careful not to touch my hair. Oh, and touch now, your hair. Oh, touch I know. it now. <laughs> <laughs> She's touching her hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and then, so now I know that I'm probably doing even more things to irritate mm. them but I actually don't know that I'm doing it. So like yeah. it's like I'm just, I'm probably annoying them even more, more and more. How did it, you like, how did you kind of rise above it? Because like, I would feel like if that was me, that would totally break me. I'd be like, here, fuck this. Like, mm. I think once you're in a good place, yeah. like that's the thing. And I do find they come at me more the happier I am. Like even when I'm, which is which is fine. Like it's it's probably much harder when you're going through something mm. difficult. You're and then, yeah, yeah. But and I've I've had yeah I've had some dark days. And but the good thing is always like having friends. Like Sinead, being me and Sinead living together, getting trolled. You'd you'd be talk to each other about it, yeah, yeah, and so, and you'd never then give it attention, or you'd never mm. reply, or you'd yeah. realize that it's and like the one uh, from practice, I know that they just go away. Like yeah. if you just don't entertain it, they go on to the next person yeah. until the next. Because you're not giving them anything, yeah, anything. And I honestly think I don't get that much. Tro- well, not they might be trolling about me, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They don't come at me as much because they know that I just you don't, don't bother. Yeah. yeah, they don't. I have to say they don't come at me really much anymore. But the one thing I found frustrating with the trolling, and it's just echoing what you said, when something they say is just not true. Yeah, you so want So they were yeah. changing the whole narrative. They were coming up with why I stopped Monday Club. Oh, yeah. One of them was that um, I just took the money and got lazy and just didn't want to do it anymore. Is and that not why? <laughs> yeah, babe, sorry. It was why. They were right. That was <laughs> then the, there was other vicious rumour around that they started saying that like the there's like an um, a UK influencer Maeve Madden that she was suing me because I copied all her stuff so that was the vicious rumour going around for ages and that rumour went so viciously around that people were saying it to me when, at events last year and I was like that was me. I'm being saying that I knew it was you. <laughs> We've got a troll guys that in the room you. with us. No, but I did say it to you. That's what I heard. Oh yeah, no, you did say it to me. I, I oh, said I'm you joking. started the rumor. <laughs> no, this actually happened. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but that's how much. She and I got in trouble for saying it. <laughs> <laughs> did I give out to you? No, but whoever told me did. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the vicious rumor went around, but that all started from tattle. Like that was oh. a tattle. I think it just runs. I got an email, been like. I got an email recently, or not recently, when I moved back to Ireland, you know, like me buzzing with life, like happy, happy. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we're a disgrace to women. We, you're not, your poor child being born into an alcoholic mother. Um, <gasps> oh, wow. Oh. Oh. But the worst thing is they're like, you trapped that poor boy. I'm like, trapped? I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> like, but they just have these stories and they go with it. And I'm like, mm. you know, it's, it's funny because you get the email and you're just like, 
And they said the emails from a fake, like an, they made an email address. That's psychotic. God love Shiv them. is a dose of shite at gmail.com. Like, it's just, it's just like. I'll email him now. <laughs> I don't think it's an active inbox. Um, but stuff like, like, and I get that, but it's, it, it's when I'm in a good place that I yeah. can just laugh at it. Mm. <laughs> like, I know it's hard. Oh my God, that's mad behaviour. I know when you're in a bad place and I even know, because usually there'd be a few things that like people would say to me and I'd kind of laugh it off and I'd be like, you are mad or it's, Maybe, I don't think I ever really responded, but I always find when I respond, I'm in like a really bad place. It was last year mm. where they all started coming at me because I couldn't speak about like what happened to the business, obviously because of legal reasons. But then when like these vicious rumours started spiralling, I went on tattle to be like, and like that's where it, that's where it was formed. <laughs> and it couldn't be any more further from the truth. And to mm. be in such a toxic, depressed situation and you have all these... I think Tatla is just a group of six girls that like to have four or five different, yeah, different yeah. counts to their names and they just get so toxic they make it's the lies I love when they start fighting with each other yeah and they're like no that's I've never been on but, I, but one of them was like uh, no I didn't hear that I heard this and this is fact and I'm like the two of you are fucking wrong God love you but like it's just mental how my auntie actually went on one day to like she she said to me in my granny's house she was like I went on to that website and they were do you know what they were saying and I was like I don't want to know don't want to know she's like right well I tried to set them straight and I got blocked <laughs> She was like, they don't want to know the truth. I was like, I, no, I was they like, don't. don't. I was like, don't go on it. Like, don't go on it. They don't want to know the truth, and I actually feel sorry for them. I actually just think they. I know it sounds condescending when you say it, but I really do think that's the way. Like, like this, you have so to think. Sad. Like, imagine how sad the life must be to spend yeah. time doing that. Like, happy people just don't. Happy care. people wouldn't. I mean, setting up one email in its own right for yourself is a pain in the ass. Like to set <laughs> continuously new ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sad little life, Jane, isn't it? Okay, so the quick fire round is something we've introduced for guests because I just feel like we can really size someone up off these questions. I feel like <laughs> we'll get everything we need to know from a person from these questions. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so don't overthink it. Okay. Just go for it, okay? Neve's doing a countdown. Oh, five oh, five, oh. Okay, <laughs> I'm a waffler, like, so I've only got five seconds. Well, cut you off okay. and not in a rude way. We'll be like, no, that's the answer, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Some of them are deep, some of them are just interesting for me being nosy, okay? Okay, so which Spice Girl would you be and why? Take a guess. No, but go on. I was always Ginger Spice. Why? Well, obviously because of your hair. <laughs> I was enough. never given another option. It was, I was always Ginger Spice when we played Spice Girls. Fair enough. Okay. And kicked out of the group. I was very quick. <laughs> very quick. Um, you're getting a takeaway. What is it and what's your order? This is the biggest dilemma I have every day. All I do is I'm on Deliveroo. Um... I love chicken. I love like chicken tenders and chicken. garlic and cheese chips. Oh my God, yum. That's my favourite. From where? Crew. Oh. oh. Nice. Nice. So you're going to say Eddie Rockets or something. <laughs> you know what? Can I recommend you? Donnie Brook is great. Sorry, Ed. Sorry, oh, okay. Abby, <clears throat> Abby, um, What's your love language? Touch. Okay. Grace. <laughs> what's your best trait? Oh, I don't know. Honesty? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Too honest though sometimes. No, I would Okay, honesty. Okay. <laughs> what's um, what's your worst trait? Honesty. I know I can be a bit selfish sometimes. Okay. A lot of the time. <laughs> um biggest bugbearer in people. Bugbearer. Eating with your mouth open. Yeah, fair. You're a natural at this, Siobhan. <laughs> um, Too honest. <laughs> okay, this is our last one, right? Um so what is your non negotiable in life? <laughs> How many seconds have I now? We'll give you slow seconds, yeah. Non-negotiable in life. 
I think just doing your do your best and like when you know better, do better. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very solid. Solid. Very good with the quick fire. <laughs> So we, we've asked you a quick fire uh, question around there, but for our next guest, we want you to leave a question for them. So ask them a question. What would you leave? What is, what book has had the biggest impact on your life? Oh, great. Thank you. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was such a gorgeous, interesting chat. Thanks for being so honest and great so fun. open. Thank You've you given so much advice as well. I've taken so much from that. I feel like well. I waffled a lot. You can cut it down. No, <laughs> we were saying you're like a professional podcaster. You yeah. were like, we, she was segueing into Loves the talking about herself. <laughs> no, but you're a, a refined waffler, let's say. <laughs> that was very good. Thank you so much. Well, it was so lovely to have you and best of luck on your journey with your pregnancy. I know it's not too long now and I'm sending loads of love. Oof, thank Yay. you. You're the best. Thanks, Bye. Mel. Bye. Thanks. This is Unveiled with Neve Cullen and Nessa Morrissey, a Go Loud original podcast. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.